We were at the quarter pole of the MLB season. And so like has us asking, what are our favorite moments so far this year? Also, the NBA Finals is halfway set. We're going to talk about what to expect for tomorrow's Game 7 and what that is going to look like for the Warriors. And Tommy Pham did what? This is Sound the Horn Sports. It's time for Sound the Horn with the Horn Brothers, Ben. This man has to prove his manhood. Danny. They're a middling team that gets into the playoffs but then doesn't really do anything from playoff time. And Riley. Unfortunately, I kind of feel bad for him because it always seems like something crazy happens. Welcome back into a special episode of the Sound the Horn podcast. We're all here in person and we get to see each other for once. So I'm not just here on the Zoom. So Ben Riley, say hi. Hey. What's going on? We're all together now. Yeah. Celebrating a little bit of the Memorial Day weekend. We did a little bit of golfing this morning. Uh, hey Ben, how'd we do? Not great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, winner right oh. here. Yes, that's true. All right. We're going to move on from Still that. Still the best. Uh, but, so, but I beat you at Cornhole. So it's all good. Yeah. But I beat Riley at Cornhole. Te- technically, Ben and I never played Cornhole, so... We know what would happen. It's that's okay. uh, to be determined. We know what would happen. As you can see, we are still not competitive. Like, we have we have retained that of not trying to compete with each other ever. Um, so, but we're excited just to have you guys listening. Hopefully you enjoy this special episode where, where we get to be here in person. And I'm just going to start us off with a real quick sound off on... Everything we've seen so far in the NBA playoffs, it seems like we have reached a new era of the NBA where we had to move on from, you had to have a big three, right? Or you had to have multiple superstars. And now last year, if we look at it, the Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton, he's decent. Drew Holiday, he's a nice player. But they had really like one superstar in a team that had a lot of depth. If you look back, the year before that was the Lakers, but the, the one before that, the Raptors. Who did we have? Kawhi Leonard. And then and you had a it. bunch of Pascal Siakam. Like you had, Kyle you, had like Kyle, you had a bunch of oh, depth, yeah, Kyle, yeah, yeah. right? And this year, you know, the Warriors, that's a different level. But really, like Steph Curry, and then you've got a bunch of complementary pieces. Klay Thompson's not the superstar that he used to be, but they have a lot of depth of players that can get you a long ways. And then you look at the Heat and the Celtics, right? Jason Tatum's a star. Jalen Brown's pretty good. You got Jimmy Butler, but then it's just a team, both two teams that have a lot of depth. And what have we seen with the super teams so far this year? They're not getting, they're not advancing far in the playoffs. I think we're moving into an era of the NBA where star players are a little bit diminished. And what's more important is that you have depth and you have a lot of players that can win in multiple ways. I think, I think that was key to me and became like into the light with watching the Jazz all season because we're Jazz fans and they do not have that depth. They've got, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, which are superstars, but then they just don't have the complementary pieces and the depth to be able to get the job done night in and night out and to be able to compete. I mean, those long perimeter defenders that a lot of those teams that are left have are a huge deal in today's NBA because you can defend those outside shots. You can make it tougher to score those easy three-point shots if you have those defenders. Otherwise, they're wide open and they're just like teams are taking advantage of it. Let's let's not forget about Jason Tatum though. I mean, one of the guys that we don't nobody thinks about, nobody talks about, but he has like 50 playoff wins or something in his career already. Like 
However, let's not let's not take it away from him. Now, granted, the, the Celtics have always had lots of different surrounding pieces, but I mean, yeah, Jason Tatum's the star, but he's the star of the team. He's been the star but, of the but, team for years. But we're not saying they don't have stars. We're saying they don't have a big three of like right, multiple the days superstars. Of the, the days that, of one superstar leading is, I think, gone. I think that I don't know if it's gone, but these super teams or whatever else. Definitely hasn't been the case the last couple years. I think if you look, go back to when the Celtics traded for Kevin Garnett, right, and bring in Ray Allen, and you started, like, that was kind of this super team movement where you bring in, the bench didn't really matter as much, but you had, like, three guys that were just so good that we dominated everybody else. You had that with the Heat, right, with LeBron and D. Wade and Chris Paul, or Chris Bosh, right, that were able to just go through and just dominate through everybody. A lot of teams tried to replicate that. You the had Warriors. Well, you had the Warriors, but then you also had like the Rockets tried to do that with Harden and Chris Paul, Harden and Westbrook, and the Lakers were trying to do that with LeBron and AD, and even the Nets were trying to do that with, you know, with um, KD, KD, KD and, and Kyrie. Kyrie, and then bringing in Harden and right. Like, and, but at the end, what well, they didn't have the depth. Like they were able to take away, they were able to li- limit what Kevin Durant was able to do. And once they made you play their style of basketball, they didn't have anywhere else to turn to. I think role players get seriously underrated sometimes in the NBA. And they are the most critical thing you can have. If you've got guys that are willing to play a role and can do it well, you can go a long ways. And that's being proven. And I like to see that, though, because it it puts more value into creating a good team, not just having a couple of superstars. Yeah, I think front offices are starting to realize Star players are making so much money right now that if you get two or three of them, you're not able to go out and get the pieces that you need in order to help make them better, right? So instead of investing in two or three great pieces, you're going to invest in like one superstar and then a lot of really good complementary pieces on on the outside of that. And that seems to be the winning formula. And maybe not even all-stars. You get one all-star on a team and a bunch of other guys. I, and I think it's better for the league. Like there's a Maybe lot more players, but yeah, more teams have a chance, which I feel like is good going into yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, it, it makes for a more balanced NBA, and it's fun to watch because you, teams that you don't think have a chance are all of a sudden just right. We all definitely it. picked the Celtics in the Heat. Yeah, to, we all to, knew to the Celtics in the Heat were going to be. Right. Don't worry about what we said in our other podcast. That was fake. <laughs> yeah. Because we had guys that might have fallen in love with star team, star players with like the the Brooklyn and uh, Sixers. But let's forget that. <laughs> forget. Pretend like that, that guy was. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. But we do have a special guest today. It's his birthday. So Jackson, my son Jackson, turns 13 today. And speaking of parody, his favorite team because he is 13 and was raised and he has done his dad dirty and started cheering for the Warriors here. The Warriors are back in the finals, right? That is not parody at all. Um, it's, but we wanted to give you a chance just to react. Like, you've been a Warriors fan since you're like, what, six? So, Five or six, yeah. Yeah, so seven years of your life that yeah. you've dedicated to this team. What makes this team so good? Um, well, Steph Curry, yeah. <laughs> um, Definitely Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, and then, well, we just have some good shooters. Draymond can pass. 
and defend. Um, Andrew Wiggins, at least with in the Mavs, um, playing against the Mavs, he was able to lock up on um, on Luka Doncic, and we just have we have like four All Stars. Um, I mean, Clay wasn't in the All Star game this year, but that's because he was injured. But yeah, and then we've also got um, some newer players uh, that are also really good, like Jordan Poole, um, Jonathan Kuminga, uh, Gary Payton. Like we've we're a good team, better than the Jazz. Yeah, I you know like the Warriors have Curry, and I think like it's easy to say that like they're just like Stephen Curry goes out there and and dominates. But one thing that I think where you should give the Warriors credit, right? They developed Jordan Poole from a second-round talent into a, into a star. Like, that guy is is an emerging star, right? They're able to find Jonathan Kuminga in the draft. The Andrew Wiggins, he's been a revelation for that team, right? And he was kind of thrown, he was kind the of dump. thrown away he was. by, by – Everyone was done well, with Well, him. he's reminding us why he was the number one overall pick, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, the, like, they, Gary Payton, like, was basically almost out of the league, and they've turned him into a quality role player and a good defender. Wait a minute, time out. Can you tell me what Gary Payton's nickname is? Not Gary Payton Jr. Um, yeah. What? Can't say yeah, then not <laughs> Uh. He was known for defense, remember? Yeah. The glove. The glove. Oh, we got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. He knows a little bit of basketball history. So, yeah, Jackson, thanks for naming all their players. I appreciate that. <laughs> Let us know why they're good. Solid knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Dro- dropping. Yeah, so you're like, why are they good, Steph? Because they have their that great insight. <laughs> oh, like, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. But Jackson, Jackson well, I want to I know. Because, how confident are you going into the finals that the Warriors are going to win this? So what are you willing to put on? I mean, we've all got a bet on the Eastern Conference Finals right now. Tune in later to see that. We're going to talk about it in a minute. But what? I mean, what are you willing to put on the line, Jackson? We're about putting stuff on the line here on this podcast. Your head. You don't. You don't. Your hair. I'm shaving your hair. Gone. Shave it. Wait. That's a 13 year old boy. That's a tough. That's a tough one for a 13 year old boy. So like, if they. If they lose, are you shaving your head or what? Yeah. <laughs> or they win? No, I'm not doing that. Because they're going to be the favorites, so I'm not going to do that. All right, how about I this? I do much anyways, but... How about this, Jackson? Whoa, what are you saying? <laughs> what does that mean? How about this, Jackson? I would do a pie-in-the-face bet with you. Okay. Pie-in-the-face? Okay. But for me, it's just whipped cream. For you, lemon meringue. If the war, Because you're so confident. If the Warriors lose, you have to take a lemon meringue pie to the face. Okay. Yeah. You know what lemon yeah. you know what lemon feels like in cuts, right? <laughs> Alright, we're doing this then. Alright, he agreed to it. Oh, lemon ring pie. pie to the face. His mom might not be you know, that's okay. We'll, All we'll right. She's more worried about it being pie. a waste of pie than anything else. She, does, she, she doesn't she want to waste the so money. Much. She doesn't want to waste pie. All pie, right. Pie to the face challenge for Jackson. So Jackson, I know like you're only 13, but favorite fan story. Like how how did you become a Warriors fan? How did you break your father's heart and go front running after the best team in the NBA rather than sticking to your roots cheering for the Jazz? Um, because the Jazz suck and the Warriors are good. Um, <laughs> and the Warriors were just like the biggest. Who's kid He's is this? He's got the best analyst. Who's kid is this? 
I don't even know what's going on in the analysis level here. You know, I would say like that I'm really disappointed in you, but my older brother over here is cheering for the Red Sox and broke his dad's heart a long time ago. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hold it against you, especially on your birthday. Hey, thanks, Jackson. We appreciate you coming on and joining us, and happy birthday, bud. Thanks for coming on, bud. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Where did you get in the dub? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, just as a reminder, we did have on the last episode that we recorded a little bit of a bet between the three of us. Riley and I picked the Heat to go to the finals, and Ben, because he's a Boston homer because he went there once, is now... <laughs> he was a Boston guy before he ever went to Boston. Yeah, I never right. understood it's it. It's true. He's cheering for the Celtics and thinks that the Celtics are going to win. And we had bet an ice bucket bath while we were all here together in person. Game seven tomorrow. We're going to see what happens. I was, I was thinking that he would have it done by now. But I will just say I had never been more invested in a game that I cared nothing about than I was yesterday. Wanting to make sure that the heat wins so that... I don't get doused with ice bucket water, so... Danny and I were a little nervous watching that game on the couch last night. I'm not going to lie. We were, we were intense. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do two buckets at one time. Maybe I'll get Jackson to help me dump some water on I his dad or something. I think you can get some help around yeah, here. There's, sure there's plenty, help me out. plenty of people that want to see us suffer. So Tomorrow night it will be interesting. And early Monday morning we will post a video. You'll be able to see which of us loses and you know laugh along with us on who's gonna get the shower of shame there yeah so how are you feeling how confident are you riley i think we're gonna be all right i think the heat are gonna gonna roll with the momentum of their last win and go out there and put them away oh uh, so. jimmy buckets dropping 40 last night that was big time yeah how yeah wait till game seven when he drops 14 again because that's kind of what he does Hey, all I know is this Heat team, the guys that are on this Heat squad, they have been to the finals before. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, in that half JV season. That doesn't count. I'll knock it off. It's, it's still, it still works. It's still JV season. All right. All right. Well, we're really excited. It'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. So check it out. Check out the video that we post. Um, we're going to transition a little bit here into – some Major League Baseball. So we are quarter of the way through the season, you know, around the first corner, kind of seeing how we're doing. So let's talk a little bit the about... Quarter pole is what, is the quarter what Ben said. Come on. Right. Get the get the. Well, you didn't even do it. We're at the quarter you, pole. Okay. It's horse racing season. We should be saying the quarter pole. It's horse racing season. Okay, quarter pole. We hit the pole. quarter pole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're at the quarter pole of the season around the first corner. All right, here we go. Are you good? We good now? Can All we right. move on? Yeah. Let's talk about what we've seen so far this year. And we're going to just react to... What has been the most surprising thing so far? Like, which team has surprised you the most this year that you weren't expecting, either good or bad? Riley, you can start. I mean, I'm going to take this. I think Ben was going to talk about this. Who would have thought that the Twins would be in first place at this point? Like, that they would even be a contender is, is beyond me. Now, can they hold that? I don't know. But they are in first place. Granted, they play in, like, a JV Little League league that you know i mean the white Sox should be up there more but the rest of that league is 
barely even major league division. teams at this point. Or the Let's calm down on the American oh. League because that's not the, the truth. The you want to say that, the, league, the division. That division. Oh, okay, the rest you. of that division okay. is, is a struggle. Not the American League, sorry. That, uh, that was my bad. But that division is just a struggle. But, I mean, they're in first place. They're winning games. They're figuring out how to do it. They've got some guys that are performing, and I think that if they can hold on to it, you know, maybe they get hot in the playoffs and they have a chance. Huh? Like, I never would have seen it coming. What are you thinking, Ben? What's a team that surprised you so far this year? I think that I'm going to go with a bad surprise, negative surprise. But who would have thought that the Reds would be so terrible? Like... I don't think a lot of people thought the Reds I mean, were going to be, be terrible. I thought they were going to be terrible, but they're not even trying. Like, like I'm, well, I'm telling you, like, this is why we need, like, some sort of relegation system like they see, do in soccer. Because they're not even trying. They don't even care. There's, that is, there's like, a the couple, worst, there's a couple ma- teams worst in the, major league roster that has probably ever been put together. There's like, a couple of teams that are doing that, though. I mean, look at the, the Nationals right now. Okay, but not like, like the Reds. The Reds have been, like, the worst. I mean... Well, they're only they're only a, you know a game behind the Nationals though. Like the Reds, have, they they've been winning some games of late, but the the Reds have been pretty bad. The, the Reds have been pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I knew they were going to be bad, but not like not that bad. Not four wins in the first in the month of April, bad. Like yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think the team that really like to me has been a little bit surprising has been. I expected the Yankees to be good. I don't think I expected them to be this good, right? Like, and you could have seen this for a few years coming that they've got the pitching. They, they, they should have the pitching. They have a lot of hitters, and it's just all coming together at the same time. Nestor Cortez, that guy's been unreal this year. I just, the, the, with the dominance that the Yankees have had, I know a lot of the AL East is down. The, the, the Orioles are a little bit rough right now. The Red Sox have been struggling, but they're playing better as Blake. But I've just been I just think the Yankees, I didn't expect that. The Yankees have probably one of the easiest schedules so far this year though. Like let's cool it down. I know we're at the quarter pole and we got a long ways to go and they're ten and a half games up on the Red Sox right now. And uh but they got let's cool it. They had like the easiest schedule so far. They played a lot of Baltimore. The Red Sox are finally getting Baltimore today. You know, they've got first lost last night, but won this morning. They got doubleheader today. But, you know, let's, let's cool it down on that for a minute. Let's see what happens. Let's see once they get back into playing the division a bunch more, you know, and let's, let's wait and see. Like, that's the hard part. Let's not jump. I'm not saying the Yankees aren't good, and if they won the AL East, I would absolutely not be surprised at all. I think that they're going to be good. But, like, let's, let's just wait and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's been surprising. I'm, I'm with you about the Twins, too. I think I was a little bit surprised there, although there were some signs, right? Like, Byron Buxton, he's he's a – that guy's been, like, a couple years in the making of being a star, right? He's starting to play into his potential. Uh, Carlos Correa, they kind of went all in. Yeah, but the AL Central, the White Sox just have not played well. But no. I think ultimately they're going to come together and they're going to figure out. I mean, the Red Sox I mean, put up, like – The AL Central is just – an awful division. I mean, the Red Sox put up 32 runs in two games that they won against the White Sox. Like, yeah. I mean, 32 <laughs> runs in two games. That's the White that's Sox. Just, are, how do you pitch that? Are bad? struggling right now. That's crazy. I didn't. We didn't see that coming. No. Yeah. Yep. Well, if you had to pick uh, MVP for the American League for this first quarter of the year, who would you say? Who would you give it to at this point? Michael Trout. 
I mean, I don't know what else to say. What am I going to say? I didn't pick him at the beginning of the year. We all had this conversation, and I said, you know, maybe he just didn't deserve it, but he's still the best right now. I, I mean, I don't know. Aaron Judge has been good, but uh, I, I still, still got to go with my, Trout. Mike Trout's been Mike Trout this year, like, and he's he's showing no signs of slowing down. I originally, I told, you know, I said that Shohei Otani was the guy, and he still is doing amazing things, but I think some of his excitement's gone down, and Mike Trout's still performing at Mike Trout levels. And he's never showing a sign of slowing down. I think it's got to be him right now. I think Shohei's more unique, but no, yeah. like Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. I would give it to Aaron Judge though, because not just the the season that he's having so far this year, but also the team success that they're seeing. I think that would put him over the edge. The Angels, they have been better, but they're starting to slip as late, and the Astros are, are picking up. Um, I'm giving it to Judge, but I mean, yeah, Trout's unreal though. Like, there's just. Like, is there another division of baseball he can play in? Because, like, this is just too it's easy. Too, it's too, too low. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see him trying to hit one of them blitz balls or something. <laughs> <laughs> With those wiffle Whee! ball guys. You know, maybe <laughs> see yeah. how it goes there. Yeah. What about the National League? Who would you be handing it to at this point? I'm, I'm sticking with my guy. I picked him at the beginning of the year. He's been on fire lately. Mookie Betts is going to pull through. Like, he is finding a way to get it done. He started a little bit slow, but I mean, even his slow, his stats were still impressive. Like his batting average was down a little bit, but then he's just been mashing the ball of late. He's getting the job done. He's on fire. He's having one of those seasons that he's just going to roll with that. He's taking it. Bryce. You're going to Harper? Yeah, Harper. Yeah, I think. You just do that because mom's in the room. Well, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes you got to suck up, you know? But, uh... <laughs> You know, but Bryce has been good. You know, he's got, he's got some tears. He's got, uh, you know, he's playing well. The Phillies aren't bad. Like, they're right there. I think, like, the Phillies are the epitome of mediocrity. Over the last five years, they're, like, exactly 500 baseball. Like, they just – they can't seem to get over the edge, and I don't really know why. I still feel good about my preseason pick, which was Bryce Harper. I think he'll probably come out on top at the end of the year. But if I had to pick an MVP right now – I would go with Manny Machado. What he's been able to do with the Padres and the way that he's been playing without Fernando Tatis in that lineup and he's keeping them going, I think this is good. Uh, this is probably his best year. And I think if he keeps playing this way, you know, he, I think he's borderline like one of the best players and like could potentially be moving towards Cooperstown. He needs a few more years like this. But if he keeps playing like he is this year, He's, I mean, he might come out on top as the best third baseman in this generation. Can we, can we have a discussion yeah. real fast, though, Manny about Machado's that? Like, we all love Fernando Tatis and the excitement and everything else that he brings, but the guy hasn't played. It doesn't seem like he's played in two years. Yeah. Like, it's tiring. Like, he's always yeah. hurt. I, I think it's part of his reckless nature. Like, his personality also leads to him getting hurt more because he doesn't take care of himself on the field or off the field. Right. Those yeah. crazy slides, I, the different can, things. Can we go back to Manny Machado? I can't pick Manny Machado for anything. That's because, because I hate that guy so much. <laughs> I know. Like, like his pride. I, ultimately, I think his pride's going to get in the way of him being able to help his team really do much better. And so, if you're talking about team success, I think he gets in the way of the Padres being better. Like, but I think so really far this year to, he's been it's, helped. It has it's helped early this year. In the year. It is. It is. But I think that's. He's not going to be able to sustain it with that team. I think they're going to fall off because 
ultimately his pride gets in the way. But I'm not asking you who's the going to be the MVP at the end of the year. I'm saying at this point right now. I, I get that's that. where like I, I'm gonna make the same argument with Aaron Judge too. I can make the same argument that doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve it right now. Well, like like what Judge has done is just incredible. Yeah, I think what Machado has done has been is equally as incredible. No, I'm not arguing with you, but I think that Judge has shown the selfishness. The same thing like Riley said, like yeah, you know, I'm not gonna. I just have a hard time. Like if I was an MVP voter, I have a hard time voting for a guy like that's why I'm not an MVP voter. But, Here's like, but. In the last five years, though, it is possible that Machado has matured a little bit to where he's like, you know what, maybe I will. No, have you I watched? Have that, you watched him in the play. last couple of years? Like, it, nothing's changed. He's playing a lot he's still harder. Trying to, he's still trying to show up every other player on every team. Like he's still, he still like that's freaks out over every that's third that's strike call that ever existed. It could be right so down Max the pipe. Muncy. I know, and I think it's annoying that Muncy does that. But like, it's I don't, I cannot. Like, at some point, you're still a role model. So let's not, like, put guys that are acting like jerks and punks on the front runner. Like, <laughs> we're going with the role model thing, right? right? You, I mean. This is why it's a fan podcast, right? So, like, personal bias can come into play. Come just into say, play. like, it's, I just hate this guy, so I'm not going to give like him any, give him he any credit for what he's done. Like, <laughs> right. He looks okay. like a punk. He is. He looks like a punk. Whatever that means. Punk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's not good for baseball. Okay. Yeah. I, so, because right. he brings so much bad things, what has he brought bad? Like, he brings bad attitude. He brings arguments. Oh, he brings okay. fights. He brings. Maybe that's good like, for baseball. All of You're the, the bad one that was just baseball. talking to me, like, two podcasts ago about how great it was that they get in fights and argue stuff, and that's what the fans I'm want. I'm just saying it's, like, it's entertaining, talking. but I'm oh. saying he so brings the wrong baseball? type of it. Like, Man, who's more annoying? Manny Machado's ruining baseball or umpires are ruining baseball? <laughs> 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 can't, can't ever defend that guy. I will never. All right. Well, let's talk to Cy Young. You know, I think it's a little bit easier with MVP to kind of say at this point of the year, this is who we would give the MVP to. Pitching, I think you need a little bit more sample size. So if you're thinking just from right now, dark horse for Cy Young award winner, NL and AL, I can start us off for this one. I've been really impressed with Shane McClanahan at Tampa Bay. That dude is overpowering any, everybody. And with the amount of strikeouts that he has so far this year, also with his the low ERA that he's had, I think he's somebody that could, that's relatively an unknown that we don't talk a whole lot about that could come out on top on the end of the year coming out of, out of, the, out of Tampa Bay. And I think in the National League, you know, Pablo Lopez is one that, again, I hadn't heard of him before. He's pitching really well in Miami. I don't think Miami's a good enough team that he'll win the Cy Young, but he's one that I think is going to steal some votes and may make some headlines towards the end of the year. Jose Quintana. Whoa, okay. I, I was surprised that he signed with Pittsburgh, and it, it was like he, there's right, just nowhere else to sign. He's in Pittsburgh, but, you know, he's still a pitch, like Dark Horse. We're talking Dark Horses here, like – He's got I mean, one win so far this year. Even though they're not winning anything, I think that's going to hurt yeah, but, him. But, but what about Granke winning it? I mean, Grant, we're talking like 10 years ago. He had yeah. like nine wins. He had a losing record and won the Cy Young like because his ERA and everything else is so good. So, yeah. Dark Horse, let's throw it out there. I think they have to be almost as dominating as uh, Jacob deGrom was those couple years where the Mets well, just Yeah, he might not and... quite be that way, but yeah. it is what it is. Let's throw it way out there. Yeah, what about AL? I'm going to stick with a Dark Horse, but also my original pick. 
You all want to make fun of Nate Eovaldi because he gives up home <laughs> runs. But the guy threw a complete game today, you know, gave up two runs, complete game W. And I think that, you know, he hit one bad day and you all want to write him off. But we're back. He's had two great starts the last two times. I don't know if I can vote for some. You're saying you can't vote for Manny Machado for MVP. I couldn't vote for somebody who gave up four home runs in an inning for the Cy Young. Like, I don't care what the rest of their season looked like. Oh, you don't care? I don't know. That would be tough for me. That's that's. Uh, that's I'm gonna have to do some research on that one. I think you're going over sure overboard that on that one, there, Danny. Like you're making a big deal hey, out of like. See, here's the thing. Chan Ho Park, I think, was a decent pitcher for a long time, but he gave up two grand slams in one inning, and like for that alone, I'm like, no, you know what? Like mediocre, like not a very great career. You know, like that that alone, you can't give up two grand slams in one inning to the same guy. To the guy that was on lost steroids, though. Yeah. Fernando Tatis. Yeah, I mean, senior. he was like yeah. Fernando Tatis Senior. Yeah. <laughs> we got both Fernando Tatises in on the show. Hey. <laughs> All right, what do you think, Ryan? Um, I mean, I'm gonna go with um, Lauer at Milwaukee. Like he's he's been throwing well. He's pitching like he's up there, and I don't think anyone would ever think that. Honestly, someone from Milwaukee would be even in that conversation right now. Well, Burns like, is playing. Is, is Burns great. is there? He's, Burns he's is a there front too. runner for the I, I'm saying Lauer like is the one on that team that wouldn't be the one to be talked about, really. And um, and in the in the AL, I mean, he's a guy who's who's been there before, but I don't think anyone saw it coming. Justin Verlander's is pitching the ball right now, man. What do you mean nobody saw it coming? I think like, we talked about Justin Verlander when we I talked mean, about Cy Young. Justin Verlander's there. like last few years, like he's been dealing with injury and other different things, and like I think that he just. Like he's performing this year, and he's just old. He's just—he's too old. Like you know, he's like—he's he's so he's just, old. He's just mowing people down, and he's doing it in a way that he was doing, you know, ten years ago, and it's fun to watch. That's yeah. what, like, all right. So what we've learned today: the Warriors are good because Steph Curry's on them, and Justin Verlander's old. <laughs> Very take, educational if episode. You take anything away, that's it. <laughs> I'm just saying. When's the last time you see a guy who's what is he, 39? Hey, let's back up all 39 year olds. All right. Like, <laughs> when's the last time you see a 39 year old go out there and win the Cy Young? I don't know. I saw Ben walk a little bit. Today. It, was, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty painful. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Last thing. I'll beat you at cornhole too. Okay. Moving on. Last thing that we're going to talk about here is Tommy Pham. If you guys didn't hear yesterday, um, him and Jock Peterson got into a little bit of a verbal spat during warmups in the game between the Reds and the Giants yesterday. And a Reds hitter actually hit something. Uh, Tommy Pham <laughs> went up and slapped Jock Peterson over a fantasy football dispute. We're going to get sued by the Reds after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so one, on the stat line, you know, uh, Jock Peterson had an HBP, which I think was hit by Pham. You know, so <laughs> something happened there, but Tommy Pham got You think suspended. Tommy Pham's wife made him do it, or? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Different, different situation. Oh, it's not the worst wrong, wrong, wrong got situation. It, got it. We got a three-game suspension because of it. Now, is this the most ridiculous suspension you've ever heard of? Like, getting suspended because you slapped somebody over fantasy football? Like, is like, is fantasy football worth going out and slapping another man? No. Like, come on. It's fantasy football. Like, let, let's calm down for a second. You're both... In what month are we in? You're both... Yeah, right. Like... It's 
It's May and you're slapping someone over fantasy football like you couldn't have squashed that back in January when fantasy football ended. Like, let's get real. That's ridiculous. It's the strangest thing I've ever heard of someone getting a three-game suspension for. Like, yeah, we were arguing about our fantasy football team. I slapped him over it. <laughs> got a three-game suspension. Like, if I'm the Reds, like, owner, I'm mad. I'm finding that guy because you're costing your team now because you can't keep your hand from making contact with the other guy's face over fantasy football. Like, let's calm down there for a second. I don't know. There's a lot riding on fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying it. Like, especially you get into some of these long-term keeper leagues. Like, you know these guys Come have on. been playing since the minors and stuff, right? Same guy, same group of guys. Maybe even since college, some of them. Like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, slapping's weird. Like, it's so I'm weird. sorry. Like, it's a weird thing. It's always weird. Will Smith <laughs> walks up there and slaps Chris Rock. Like, for a grown man to slap another grown man, I don't care what the reason thing. is. It's weird. Um... So, yes and no. I can see him shoving him to the ground, slapping him. That's a little weird. Yes. It's a little awkward. Dumb. All right. I'm not inviting Ben to our fantasy football <laughs> Yeah. Ben's not allowed to fantasy football league. Like, I have no idea when he's going to attack me. Like, he thinks I'm cheating or something, you know. Uh, it's just, it's weird. The, the, it was really weird watching Jock Peterson try to explain, like, why Tommy Pham... <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that happened. <laughs> I think that was his actual response. Yep, that happened. Like, You're like, it was over a fantasy football thing, and they're like, what? And he's like, all right, let me go into this, like, long <laughs> spiel explaining why they think I'm cheating, but I'm not. I'm not a cheater. That, that was just weird. It was just weird. It is a weird thing. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Again... Check out our Facebook page. We'll post the video tomorrow when Ben gets the ice bucket shower. Yeah, you think you think that's what's going to happen? It's no, I know cold. so. What's, that's why what's, I made the bet. What's the temperature supposed to be Monday morning? Not very warm, right? No, like so you're, warm. Ben's we're getting be, up early too. Ben's going to be early. Ben's going to be a little cold after that yeah. ice shower. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is tomorrow night. I, I really don't care. I don't really I really don't care who wins between the Heat and the Celtics, but now, now I, I really care. I care now. I definitely, <laughs> definitely care. And this is why you don't gamble on sports people, all right? Like, this is not healthy, but it does make it a lot more interesting. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Again, like, subscribe, comment, let us know. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Apple Podcast. Thank you for everybody who's been listening and share with your friends. Let them know. If you like it, share it. Yeah, let, let people know. know. Yeah, don't just like the video. If you like it, share. Don't share just say share. Also share. Like talk about it. Let yeah. somebody know. Show us to your friends. Word of mouth. We don't have money to advertise. So we are counting on you to help us out with Yeah, we that. want free advertising yeah. by you. Help guys. us help <laughs> us out. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Hope you all have a good, safe Memorial Day weekend. And thank you to all those that served and family members that served in the military as well. Uh, We appreciate your sacrifice. Have a great weekend, everyone. We out!